I don't know if I understand what this is. I certainly wouldn't be able to do a little summary at the end. I'm Harry. And this is A for Effort. The show where we each bring three words or terms or phrases based on a single theme that the other person doesn't know. They don't know the theme or the words or the phrases. <laughs> and then the other person has to guess them. And then that's the game. All right. Last week, I gave you my terms first. Mm-hmm. No. I, I don't yes. remember. I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> that did happen. So do you want to give me yours first? I week? would love to do that. All right. My <laughs> right. theme this week is microchips. My first term is optical computing. Okay. Uh, computing is... Go on. Processing of some sort. <laughs> so taking input and then running some process and then yielding some output. I'm mm. also describing an algorithm, which I guess are pretty fundamental to, to computing. computing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's computing. And then optical has something to do with vision or light. Mm-hmm. Is it something like a light-activated computer? <laughs> it is it is light-something computer. Light-emitting? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think like you're, I think you're basically there. I think I can give it to you. Okay. It's a light-powered computer. Microchip. So instead of running on electricity, it runs on light. Oh, that's very interesting. Yes. Yes. I'll talk about the article at the end. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's a very interesting concept. All right. Well done. Number two, approximate computing. Okay. So same definition of computing as sort of algorithmic, taking an input, running a process, yielding some output Mm -hmm. in a sort of reliable, repeatable way. And then approximate computing... Okay, so computers require space, like bytes. Two two thoughts. One is that sometimes when you're running something, it takes up too much space, mm-hmm. and then the program just crashes yes. because it's the computer doesn't have any RAM, I think, left mm-hmm. yes. to give to the processing. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that sometimes maybe you're asking a computer to answer a question that doesn't have an exact answer. Mm-hmm. So I think approximate computing is kind of a mix of those two things where there isn't an exact answer. And if the computer kept looking for an exact answer, it would run out of memory and crash. Mm -hmm. So approximate computing returns an answer that's statistically close or it's like a reasonable answer Mm -hmm. to a question that doesn't maybe have an exact answer. But if the computer kept searching forever, it would still not be able to find the answer and would crash. The first half is it, but it's not necessarily or only for problems whose answers are so impossible to find that it would destroy the computer. It's just a, um, it's a new strain of computing they're trying to pursue in which programs are designed to give you an approximate answer. And so they sacrifice precision to save energy. Okay. Yes. So it's not specifically for those kinds of problems. It would be for all kinds of problems in which they don't go to the final, you know, decimal point or whatever. They just give you a, an approximate answer so that the computer doesn't have to use as much energy. Right. I'm sensing a theme. Yes. That's what this article is about. All right. Anyway, <laughs> number three, fab. Okay. 
Is that an acronym? No, it's an abbreviation. An abbreve. <laughs> Good one. Yes. <laughs> okay, fab. The first word that jumps to mind is fabulous. I don't think that's it. <laughs> I'm going to gently nudge you in another direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fabulous. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that was a double bluff. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, fabricated? I'll give you a clue. It's a building, a kind of building related to microchips. As in, look at that fab. Oh, fabrication. A center? Yes. <laughs> it's okay, just so a, yeah, oh, no, a, you go. Is it just a place where microchips are made? Yes. Okay. That's it. Why? It's a microchip okay. factory. Why they have a specific name for it, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> okay, got it. Yes, so uh, I don't fab. think I summarized the last two, but a fab is a fabrication center, which is just a special name for a microchip factory. Yeah. Great. That's fun. That is the end of round one. All right. My theme this week is behavioral economics. Classic. <laughs> the First, behavior hypothesis. Yeah, I say. <laughs> First, the economic problem. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. My first term is actually time inconsistency. Time inconsistency. Mm -hmm. Is this inconsistency in people's perceptions of how long something takes? No, it's not. Um, so time. I'm going to define time. Measurement of entropy, I guess. I don't know. How do you measure time? How do you define time? Yeah. That's not for me to do. Yeah. Time inconsistency, a lack of consistency. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. So what do we have from those two definitions? <laughs> a lack of consistency in the measurement of entropy. You want to give me a hint? Yeah, sure. Remember that the term that the theme is, is behavioral economics. Behavioral economics. And so loosely defined behavioral economics is about decisions that people make. Is it from a person's perspective? Is it a theory? Is it a problem? It's an inconsistency within a person's behaviors or within a person's desire. Um is it giving something about giving different amounts of time to different tasks? Is it related to that? No, it has more to do with the way you feel at one time and then the way you feel at another time. So there's an inconsistency between the two times. Time inconsistency. And is it is how you feel about time? No, it's about uh, economics. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like it's about All right, purchasing. So and... Is it from one time to the other time you feel more or less that the Federal Reserve is controlled by aliens? Is it something like that? <laughs> no. so, so time just means at different times. Yeah. It's not an inconsistency related to time. Yes. It's an inconsistency in your approach, feelings, or behavior about economic activities at different times. Yeah. But that's not really an answer. Right. But it's like very, right, that's that's the theory of it. It's very general. Okay. But if you just make it a little more specific, um, I'll maybe try to give you an example. Mm. I'm not sure if this will be helpful, so we'll okay. see. Well, but... you could say try to give me an example, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hedging my bets. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask someone, do you want to go to the gym or do you want to eat this box of donuts? There might be a time inconsistency in their answers. So depending on what 
different times they would say yes or no. So is it that at different times people want different things? Sort of. It is that people have different preferences at different times. So yes. But it's more like if you were to say, do you want $500 today? Or I'll invest it now and then you can have it in three years and it'll be $1,000. Right. People kind of want both of those things differently. Like, yes, you want the $500 now, but then you also want the $1,000 later. And so there's like just a different preference at different times. Or with the box of donuts, maybe you want the box of donuts now, but in the future you would prefer it if you had gone to the gym instead. Is it inconsistency in what you chose and what you wish you had chosen? You want one thing in the present, but in the future you'd rather have made a different choice in the past? I think it's at time A, you want something, and at time B, you would want something else. Is it that at time B, you want something else, or at time B, you would have wanted time A to have made a different choice? My interpretation of it is mm -hmm. that it's not just that in one circumstance you want one thing and in a separate circumstance you want another thing. Like mm -hmm. at breakfast, I want breakfast, and at lunch, I want lunch. Yes. It's that at lunch, when I'm super hungry, I wish that I had eaten breakfast. Right. Yes. Okay. That's what I, that's, that seems to be make more sense because the other seems kind of a banal theory. <laughs> it's just people want different <laughs> things at different times. <laughs> <laughs> and those are all my terms. <laughs> <laughs> That's all our time. Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to try and summarize? <laughs> yes. So time inconsistency is when an inconsistency in preferences occurs over time. Great. My next term is January effect. Is this like a New Year's resolution kind of thing? Nope. It has to do with the stock market. Some, is it that something happens in January or is January a metaphor? It's, it's that something happens in January. In January, the stock market goes up because of kind of optimism for the new year kind of thing. Is there like a generalized optimistic effect that strikes the stock market at the beginning of each year? Or is it related to like holiday spending or New Year's resolution consumerism or something like that? So it is that there's an increase in the stock prices in January mm -hmm. and there are a few proposed reasons. So one proposed reason is that it's sort of end of year bonuses mm. or Christmas gifts are used to purchase stocks. Right, of course. And then another proposed reason is that very rich people sell stocks at the end of the year for tax reasons so uh, that they can claim that they've lost revenue or something. Yes. Um, and then they repurchase them at the beginning of the next year. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. My final term is repugnancy costs. Repugnancy costs. Um, is it that if your company does something kind of gross, then you're naturally less valuable? It's, it's like more general than that. Bad things do worse. <laughs> I'm sure close. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can see why you were excited about this one. <laughs> it's that repugnance places a limit on the market. What does that mean, repugnance places a limit on the market? So it's like in the way that technological constraints could limit the market because like some products just literally don't exist because of right. technological constraints. It's like repugnance oh. limits it in the same way. So for example, in California, it is illegal to mm -hmm. eat horse meat. So there is no market, for well, horse meat. no legal market for horse meat. It's not viable as a market option. Exactly. It's just that people think that eating horse meat is gross. And so it was made illegal and then that placed a limit on the market. 
So that is the end of round two. Are your scores ready? Yes. My scores Great. are ready. Are your scores ready, Moray? <laughs> my scores are ready. Are your oh my, scores ready? Oh, thanks for asking. My scores aren't ready. <laughs> All right. For optical computing, I gave you five out of five. Ah, uh, thanks. For approximate computing, I gave you a round five out of five. <laughs> okay. And for fab. Uh, yeah. Good one. <laughs> and for fab, I fabricated... Five out of five. <laughs> okay, for time inconsistency, I gave you four out of five. Ugh, I would have wanted more. <laughs> now that I know them. <laughs> I want donuts. <laughs> for January effect, I gave you five out of five. Well, we'll see what I get in the new year. <laughs> and for repugnancy costs, <laughs> I gave you three out of five. All right, if you want to read more about uh, repugnance costs, I will link a paper in the show notes that I read, <laughs> skimmed about them. Uh, that's where the California horse example comes from. It's right in the opening of the paper. And I think for the other behavioral economics terms, I just Googled behavioral economics. And nice. Then... <laughs> a classic way <laughs> yeah, to do that. A, a, a classic. Um, so if you, I got all my terms from a great article in The Economist called The Chips Are Down, which is about the rivalry between America and China in terms of the creation of new um, uh, microchips and also the challenges facing the industry. So I would read that. It's very interesting. Great. A for Effort is hosted and produced by me, Mairead. And me, Harry. And is edited by me, Mairead. But not me, Harry. Our engineer is Nick Shoup. Our music is Chop Shop Instrumental by White Flowers, and our logo is by Eights. If you'd like to get into contact with us or send any questions or anything like that, talk to us about our interesting material, please send an email to <laughs> aforeffortcast at gmail.com. You can find the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, wherever. And we'll be back in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. I just had a smoothie that had whey in it, right? But that's well, the I thought you were going to say way too much something. <laughs> 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 <laughs>